You are now tuned in to the Addicted to Success.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next level game changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on Addicted to Success.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I am your host, Joel Brown, and today I am with Matt Morris, who is an eight times best-selling author, uh, including his number one bestseller, The Unemployed Millionaire, Escape the Rat Race, Fire Your Boss, and Live Life on Your Own Terms. Now, by the age of 24, Matt was earning a six-figure income, and by the age of 29, he was a self-made millionaire. Matt, congratulations on all your achievements. I've seen your, your book floating about and a lot of people have uh, actually referred the book to me. So uh, you're doing all the right things, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Joel, thanks for having me and congratulations on your success. Absolutely love your website and what you've done with it. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. So Matt, tell us, what is your mission in life? Why are you here? All right, so my mission... <laughs> um, man, tough questions right in the beginning here. Um, I, uh, you know, it's actually something that uh, I think most people, if you were to ask them, they they probably wouldn't have a, a very defined answer. But uh, I, years ago, I was kind of struggling with motivation, and uh, you know, I'd I'd always I grew up not having a lot of money, and so I had a big desire to make a lot of money, right? And uh, once I made good money, it was like, well, what do I, what's going to keep me going? And uh, so anyway, I, I, you know, kind of developed a a mission statement over the years and it, uh, it evolves on pretty much a yearly basis. But, uh, uh, you know, my core purpose in life, it's just to constantly grow myself to achieve God's highest calling for my life. Uh, it's to make a positive impact in the lives of millions of people. It's uh, to enjoy peak experiences and adventures around the world and uh, to create a legacy of multi-generational love, success, wealth, and contribution for my family. And then finally, to be a hero to my children. Oh, what a beautiful mission. Thanks for sharing that with us, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. So Matt, I know that you are a, a world-class leader. You lead tens of thousands of people around the world uh, through the current business that you're uh, a part of. Uh, I know that you've uh, spoken on stage in front of thousands and thousands of people. What do you feel makes a great leader? Mm. So, you know, I think someone that makes a great leader is really someone who's done it. There's, uh, you know, and that's definitely true in the profession that I'm involved in. There's uh, a lot of people who, you know, write books on uh, direct selling and network marketing and things like that, and they haven't actually done it. And, uh, you know, and I don't know, in our profession, it's got to be someone who leads by example, who leads from the front. And, uh, you know, I think like a lot of businesses, uh, our business may not, sometimes it's not the most intuitive or not the most logical, you know, there's certain things that we do that wouldn't really make sense in a corporate leadership environment. And so what I've seen, the, the greatest leaders that I've seen definitely in my profession are just people who've gone out and done it and, uh, lead by example. It's tough to tell someone what to do when you haven't done it yourself. And, you know, in, in our group, the speed of the pack is determined by the speed of the leader. Um, you know, it's a lot of, you know, personal production and things like that. And, you know, one of the rules that I always train, in fact, I'm flying out tomorrow to Greece 
to do a, a two-day leadership training for my, uh, my European leaders. And one of the messages that I always talk about is you have to look at your personal production on a monthly basis and you know, look at that and then ask the question, if everyone in my organization produced at the level that I did, would I be really excited? And if the answer is no, then you got to, uh, uh, you know, you got to bump up your own personal production. And so, you know, that's one, I, I could talk a long time about this, uh, especially because I've been preparing for my uh, leadership talk for a couple days here. And, uh, you know, one is uh, sometimes I think leadership is this mysterious thing, like, like, um, you know, you read books and there's all these general things, uh, you know, general statements about leaders and laws of leadership and all that. But, you know, what the way I see it, leadership, and it's taken me a long time to get here, but, you know, I realize it's simply helping people get to where you're at. You've got to get good at training people on how to do what you've done. And so, you know, in our profession, we have basically six core skills uh, that you have to learn, that you have to get mastery on if you want to, you know, perform at the highest levels. And so um, your bump, I, I break it into five different levels of leadership. So there's student, you know, it starts out at that student level. And no matter what level you're at, you have to stay a student. And in fact, the higher you grow on the leadership scale, the more important it is to be a student. You know, sometimes we think, you know, all right, I'm making 100000 a year or a million a year. I don't have to learn anymore. Well, it's actually more important that you um, are a student and you're learning at a million dollars a year than it is $100,000 a year because what got you to where you're at is not necessarily what's going to take you to where you want to go. And so, um, you know, it's getting other people on, you know, to that level. It's building a culture of personal development and personal growth. And then, uh, you know, the second level is becoming a producer. You've got to, you know, know the top, you know, three or four skills uh, to be able to, you know, effectively personally produce at a high level. And then if you want to advance to the next level of leadership, it's pretty simple. Help, uh, help several people get to the level you're at. Um, you know, then you get into what I would call the first serious level of leadership, which in our profession, I would call it kind of a duplicator, you know, someone who can duplicate their efforts. Um, you know, then it's helping people get to that level and, you know, and then it's leaders who create leaders and then leaders who create leaders who create leaders, you know, the ultimate, the highest level of leadership in our profession is really where you make yourself insignificant, where, uh, you've got people who are producing, um, on a massive scale, whether you're there or not, you know, you've effectively duplicated yourself. So, you know, I know that's a long answer to your question, but, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, um, helping people get to your level, whether you're there or not. That's such a great answer. And no, no, you went into great detail uh, and it was needed. I think you explained it really well. So thanks for sharing that. You know, it's interesting. I, I feel like uh, with the idea of network marketing, like it's definitely like nowadays, uh, people are shifting their mindsets and their beliefs around network marketing as well. It's almost become this thing where it's normal now because I, I feel like before it was this thing where it was like kind of mysterious and people were super skeptical. Uh, so what... It's such a great vehicle, I believe, for anybody that even if even if they don't have like a, a big idea for a business, they can at least start with something like network marketing and use it as a vehicle to, to be able to essentially, at the end of the day, build their business or fund whatever they need to fund or give back money or, or whatever, yeah. right? To travel the yeah. world and leave their job. Got it. What, what excites you most about network marketing? 
So, you know, it's a, a lot of that what, um, you know, the average person, it gives the average person the opportunity to live life on a really uh, high level, uh, to create lifestyle freedom. For me, it's all about lifestyle freedom. And, um, you know, I, I went to college and uh, <laughs> I was going to be pre-med. Uh, I failed chemistry, got a D in biology. I realized I was probably not cut out in medicine. Went to economics, uh, the economics school. I failed calculus 101. I uh, took the same class the next semester. I still failed it. Um, figured I wasn't cut out for economics either. And, you know, it was like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I dropped out of college before I failed out. And, I saw network marketing as a vehicle and it was like, wow, there's average people from all kinds of different walks of life who have become millionaires. And, you know, I definitely want to become a millionaire and it's an opportunity to do that without having to, uh, you know, have all the college degrees, have, you know, a whole lot of capital. Um, if you're willing to work ridiculously hard and you're willing to, you know, learn a ridiculous amount. That's the formula for success. You know, for me, I break success into one simple formula. I don't think success is hard. I think it's super easy uh, if you follow the formula. So, you know, your success and your wealth is equal to only three things. It's your financial vehicle multiplied by your effort, multiplied by your skill. And what's sad is there's so many people in the world who are really good at what they do and they work really hard, they just have no shot whatsoever of having lifestyle freedom, of having the kind of income that they want and the lifestyle that they want because they just, you know, they're in the wrong vehicle. So, you know, network marketing is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world. It's going to require you to work hard. It's going to require you to get really good. But if you're willing to work hard and get good, then, you know, the opportunity is uh, unlimited for you. And, um, you know, I, my mentor years ago, he said, you know, you're going to have to work hard your whole life anyway, and you're going to have to get good at whatever it is you do. So if you're going to have to work hard and get good anyway, work hard and get good at something worth getting good at, you know, because it's just sad. The average person spends 40 years of their life with zero hope of having the kind of lifestyle that they dream about. So, you know, that excites me. Um, what excites me now is uh, really creating a legacy. I've been able to uh, build an organization of over the last seven years, almost seven years now, of uh, over 400,000 uh, active customers. We've had over a million people join our, uh, our team in total. And, um, you know, we've got so many people around the world having such tremendous success. It's just, uh, it's fun being able to, you know, kind of pay it forward and see the ripple effect or the domino effect, you know, because I told someone who told someone who told someone who told someone, you know, now someone has financial freedom. And then, uh, you know, personally, it's uh, allowed us, allowed me to fund the lifestyle that I always wanted. You know, I'm uh, traveling all the time, you know, I'm taking a vacation pretty much every single month. Um, and, uh, I've got the income now to where, um, you know, I have used it, like, as you said, to fund other things. So I have an information publishing business, um, you have a real estate business, uh, do some private equ equity investments. And so, you know, I love the fact that I can earn residual income in network marketing so that I can go buy more residual income in real estate. So it's, uh, it's just exciting and I don't know how else I would have done this. Uh, have been you know been able to create this kind of lifestyle, the kind of income that we have with the lifestyle that goes with it. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds like an incredible vehicle. That's amazing. That's amazing stuff. So tell me, uh, Matt, how did you at the age of twenty four when you were at six figures? How do you feel like you really 
switched it up so that you could take yourself to the seven figure market 29 like what changed mm-hmm. between 24 and 29 years old so you know there's really not, it's not i don't think it's anything that changed from 24 to 29 it's more of what changed from 21 to 24 um because at 21, I, I actually got started in network marketing when I was 18. I was in college. Uh, there was a cute waitress who uh, I was working a banquet with one night, and she kept initiating conversation. <laughs> and she said at one point, you know, have you ever thought about being in business for yourself? And because I wanted to build rapport with her, I'm like, yeah, all the time. And so she said, well, why don't you write your number down for me, and we'll talk business sometime. And I definitely want. I definitely wanted to talk business with her, so I uh, I gave her my number. She called me a couple days later and said, "Hey, meet me at the Hilton Hotel on Thursday night. We'll talk business." And I was like, "All right, meet her at the hotel at night. Business, I'm in." Right. So yeah. she, uh, you know, ushered me into a room with uh, about a hundred people, and I saw a network marketing presentation. And um, you know, my first two years, I sponsored three people. Uh, two of which I paid for to get in, uh, one of which was my mom. I never even told her she was in. <laughs> uh, the one guy that I did enroll had been drinking before the presentation. He signed up, never did anything else again, right? So <laughs> at the end of two years, I had one person in my group. It was me, you know? And um, I, uh, uh, you know, didn't get a whole lot better from there. I, you know, joined another network marketing company, decided I was going to go full time and, uh, you know, rented an office, spent money on advertising. And, you know, nine months later, I'd had so much success. I moved into a really amazing place called the Honda Civic. And uh, (laughs) I lived out of my car. I had taken this job selling above ground swimming pools. The company would set an appointment and I'd show up and present this pool. And uh, it was all over Louisiana. It was the two hottest months of the year, July and August. And um, I got paid commissions once the pool got installed, which was six to eight weeks out. So, you know, for two months, I lived out of my car. I couldn't afford motels or anything like that. I would, you know, bathe in gas station bathrooms. I showered, uh, showered naked in a church parking lot one night. So had all kinds of, you know, defining moments. And I remember listening to a Tony Robbins cassette when I was living out of my car. I think it was Unlimited Power. And he said, the secret to success is uh, a concept called modeling. If you want to have a lot of success, find someone who's had a lot of success, figure out what they did, do what they did, and you can have success yourself, right? And he talked about reading over 700 books. And I thought, man, there's no way I could read 700 books, but I can read one and then another one and then another one. And so I just got really addicted to personal development and personal growth. And I I had read this article called What the Cell is Going On. And it, it was about your health. And it talked about how every cell in the human body will die every three to seven years. It, re- it dies and you know, regenerates itself. Wow. And how you could transform your health um, by putting the right nutrition in and you know, water and vitamins and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, man, if your body can reinvent itself, then surely I can reinvent the level of my success. So when I was in my car, I actually made the conscious decision that I was just going to reinvent myself. And I remember I kept a journal when I was in my car and I would write things 
It's like, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to achieve success, whatever it takes to change my future. I'm just going to do it. And so started reading a, a book every, every couple days, I would read a new book. And when I'm living out in my car, I couldn't afford to buy a lot of books. So I would go to the bookstore and read their books. I'd sit there and read the books. And when the bookstore would close, I'd remember what page I was on. I'd come back the next morning and I'd finish reading the book. So, you know, I would literally read hours a day and um, it just started that reinvention process. And I, I realized some really important things and that's what allowed me to change. And one was just the belief system that I had created. I had created so many lies about who I was as a person. And, you know, my, I grew up with a single mom who is my hero. She's actually uh, retiring tomorrow as a judge. Um, but growing up, she was, you know, single mom working two and three jobs to work her way through college and law school and, um, you know, all kinds of challenges that she went through. But because we didn't have any money and money was already, you know, always so hard to come by, I created a story in my mind that money's hard to come by. Um, I didn't do well in school, so I created a story that I wasn't very smart. My father had uh, went to prison for murder. He committed suicide. He was always, you know, he was an alcoholic before he committed suicide, and um, you know, missed my birthdays and things like that. And so, you know, I created a story that I wasn't good enough. And because I created the story that I wasn't good enough, I created the story that I wasn't confident, that I wasn't good with people, and you know, just all of this stuff. I had all of this baggage. And, you know, through my journey of reading all these books, I realized that I had created this bullshit story, this weak story about who I was. And I finally just kind of stepped up and said, you know what, none of that has to be true. My past doesn't have to determine my future. And I just started kind of creating a new story that, you know, I am the leader that other leaders want to follow, that I am a multimillionaire, that I'm a motivator, that I'm the motivator to the motivators, that I'm not just a millionaire, I'm a millionaire creator. And, you know, I, I finally got the belief. I finally started stepping up as a leader. My mentor, when I was uh, 24, he said, you're a leader when you decide to be. Um, you're a leader when you say you are until you prove otherwise. And I'm like, you know, true. No one's ever going to knight me a leader. I just have to act the part. And, you know, so I started leading. I started telling people, man, you lock arms with me. I won't let you fail. Uh, you'll give up on you before I'll give up on you. If you'll be coachable and teachable, I'll make you unstoppable. And all of a sudden, the results started to manifest. And so, you know, I, you know, and the other thing that was the big difference was at 24, I just finally, I had done enough personal development. I had worked on myself enough and I just finally decided to go all in. I just finally decided to work as hard as I had to work to make it work. And, you know, I was working, uh, I'd been laid off from a software company, got a job at uh, Starbucks as a service technician, uh, fixing coffee machines. And I would work 40 hours a week early morning there. And then I'd work my network marketing business 40 hours a week after that. So I worked 80 hours a week until I got to the point where I had enough residual income to quit that job. And, you know, then I got a job as a waiter on the weekends. And then, you know, got my income up and, you know, was able to quit my job and do network marketing full time. And I remember at 24 thinking, wow, I mean, over the last three years, I've gone from 
$30,000 in debt, homeless, bathing in gas station bathrooms, to earning a six-figure income, taking vacations around the world. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to keep investing in myself. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep doing what got me here and um, keep growing myself. And then, you know, by 29, had uh, become a self-made millionaire. So, uh, you know, the biggest transition for me was... I think the belief, I had to have some awareness about all of the things I was doing to completely sabotage myself. You know, I would say all the time, man, you're such an idiot. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, Brian Tracy said, he said years ago, never say anything about yourself that you don't want to become true. <laughs> so why would he say that? He said that because everything you say about yourself makes it more true. And I was programming myself for failure, and I did that for years. So finally, it was like, you know, enough is enough. Let me uh, let me program myself for success. And uh, you know, I ended up developing some uh, affirmations. Or you know, Tony says affirmations don't work. You got to call them incantations. So uh, I, whatever. So I created some. You know, who am I? You know, who am I going to be? Who am I going to live? And so I have now over 50 different affirmations that I go through, uh, you know, every day I read through the affirmations and they get me excited and it programs me into becoming the person that I ultimately want to be. Oh, beautiful. Matt, you know, uh, you shared just that with that story alone, there's, there are so many lessons. And what I really loved about your story was that you showed that the whole time you just kept on investing in yourself, even though you were in a place where you were limited by some of your beliefs, you still had that hope that like, there is something better on the curve. And so what I love as well is that like you didn't only just invest in yourself, but you didn't give up. And what I tell a lot of my students is like yeah. life is seriously like a series of experiments. And f like hearing like where you were, you were in Starbucks, you were in a car, you were in like, you know, living out of your car, you went to one marketing company that didn't work, you went to another and you just kind of, you were trying to find your feet. And I think it's so great. Like we can learn from all the failures more than even just hearing about your successes. So well done and yeah. and you're a great example thank you well yeah absolutely and that's i think a huge lesson in itself is not being afraid to fail uh you know uh tom watson the founder of ibm he said if you want to greatly increase your chance your success in life double your rate of failure and so that's one thing that uh i figured out is i can't be afraid to fail i got to be willing to just go out there and do it and do it and do it and you know not be afraid to invest and that's something that really took me a long time because i, I would you know go to events and speakers would sell their course or whatever and i'd be like oh i don't have three hundred dollars or you know whatever it was and you know i, I had this scarcity mentality going on in my mind to such a high degree and I realized you know that I would never be able to live in abundance if I couldn't have a mindset of abundance and you know I just think everything's an inner game your outer world is a reflection of your inner world so if you've got abundance on the inside you'll you'll develop abundance on the outside and so I was like you know no more I remember a Tony Robbins event going through uh, his uh, UPW Unleash the Power Within and he presented Mastery University, and I was like, "Man, I want to go to that." But you know, at the time, it was ten thousand dollars, and I didn't have ten thousand dollars. And one of the big reasons why I decided to do it to figure out how to, you know, manifest the money was because I didn't have ten thousand dollars. I'm like, that's the reason. That's the biggest reason why I need to do this is because I don't have ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I've got it more powerful than ten thousand. 
$1,000. And if I can't come up with the money, I'm never going to be able to live the life that I want to live. You got to be bigger than your challenges, bigger than your objections. And so, you know, came up with the money and thank goodness I did because that raised my awareness and uh, success to a whole new level. And, you know, we uh, also, I think, like, you know, when it comes to investing in yourself, people are like, oh, I don't have the 500 or the 1,000 or whatever it is, you know. And if you really had belief, if you really had belief in yourself, you wouldn't worry about the $1,000 or whatever it is. If you know you're going to be a millionaire, how much, would it, how much would you be willing to invest if you were going to make a million a year? Would $1,000 be too much? Would $10,000 be too much? Not at all. So I finally realized, it was like, you know what? I'm going to be a millionaire no matter what. I'm going to figure out how to make this work. So I don't care what the cost is because when I'm a millionaire, that's going to be such an insignificant amount. Um, you know, so I, I think a lot of it is just belief. Why don't people invest in themselves? Because they don't have any belief in their future. You know, when, when there's uh, hope for the future, there's power in the present. And so you got to have, I think, a lot of hope and a lot of belief in yourself that you are going to make it one day. Yes, yes, 100%. And you know, when you have that certainty, you have influence too. It's like people want to be led by someone that knows mm -hmm. where they're going. And, uh, you know, it starts with programming, man. Yeah. Like it doesn't cost money to build your belief. You can start with yourself, your rituals, your, you know, what are you feeding your mm -hmm. mind with and what are you keeping out of your mind too, which is just as important, like keeping that negativity out of your mind. So you uh, mentioned yeah. a little bit earlier that, you know, as you grow as a leader, you're also just as much as a student as you as, uh, are as a leader. Um, what are you currently looking for right now yourself personally when it comes to self-development? Are you looking for something in particular that you feel like you need to expand on that you'd love to expand on? Uh, yeah, personally, I mean, I, I think uh, everything rises and falls based on leadership. And so, uh, you know, I'm excited about taking my level of leadership to the next level. And so, um, in fact, I've got a book on my desk here that uh, I'm taking with me to Greece tomorrow. It's uh, Real Leadership, uh, Nine uh, Simple Practices for Leading and Living with Purpose uh, by John Addison. Um, you know, so I, I want to um, continually be learning because I, here's what happens with me. It's interesting is, you know, some people have their great breakthrough ideas in the shower, right? Or maybe when they wake up in the morning or they have a dream and they wake up and that's the idea. Like I, I never have ideas. They don't come to me then. When I have my breakthrough ideas, it comes when I'm learning. It's usually when I'm reading a book. For some reason, I read something and it triggers me and then the create, you know, that gets my creative juices flowing. So um, it gets my motivation going. And so, you know, for me, it's just constant learning um, because it stimulates the creative process. But um, for me specifically, um, I'm, I'm, if there's one area that I'm focusing more on being better in, it's something that is leadership. You know, I, I feel like that's an area where, I, you know, I've done really well. I know a lot. I can talk a lot about it, but um, you can always take it to another level. So, uh, you know, that's something that uh, I'm definitely very, very focused on. Always, always. Yeah, that's great advice, Matt. So Matt, I know that you've uh, accomplished quite a lot in your life, not just financially uh, and also with your book, but you've been able to cross 80 things now off your bucket list, which is pretty insane. So what are some highlight moments? Can you share them with us? Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, um, 
There's uh, so many, you know, I did, uh, I was in South Africa, I did the uh, uh, longest bungee jump in the world, <laughs> um, or the largest, longest bridge bungee in the world. Um, that was super cool. Uh, cage diving with the great white sharks, um, <laughs> scuba diving uh, with the sharks, um, seeing the Eiffel Tower. You know, one of the things that I wrote down years ago was to become a public speaker. Um, I was probably 23, 22 at the time when I wrote that down. And I thought, man, I'm so afraid to speak in public. I don't know if it'll ever become true, but I put it down. And, you know, as I grew now, I love it. I can't wait to get on stage. Uh, becoming a best-selling author, that was something when I wrote down, I thought, man, that's so far-fetched. Um, but, you know, as I grew, then, you know, that become became something where it's like, you know what, I can do that. So, I mean, just tons of stuff, you know, seeing the pyramids in Egypt, did a cruise down the Nile River, seeing the Colosseum in Rome, uh, took my mom to uh, Machu Picchu for her 60th birthday, traveled all across Peru, um, you know, raced camels around the pyramids, uh, Tahiti, Bora Bora, I mean, just, there's been a ton, riding in private jets and... Um, I mean, all kinds of stuff, uh, Mediterranean cruises, um, hot air ballooning, actually did a hot air balloon, um, in Kenya on safari. We woke up in the morning and we actually saw the sunset from a hot air balloon. So, uh, you know, that, that was pretty cool. Like, you know, bought a Ferrari years ago, always, you know, I had that on my bucket list and, you know, that's kind of an empty calorie goal, but, you know, glad I did it. Um, uh, you know, swam with the dolphins with my uh, two daughters. So, you know, it's just been uh, been a heck of an adventure. It's been fun. Wow, what a wild life. I was going to say, if you're going back to Europe, you're, uh, it's going to be pretty tough to get those six-pack abs back. <laughs> All the carbs that you have out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. As travel it becomes, uh, and, and as much as I travel, that uh, makes it a little bit more of a challenge. But yeah, that's it. We, we persevere. That's right. Yeah, you got to learn some uh, hotel gym workouts, like some hotel uh, hotel room workouts. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Awesome, yeah, you Matt. Got it. Yeah, you that's got great, it. mate. So, uh, where can we find you online? Where can we see these amazing pictures and the, the life that you get to live and the people that you get to lead? Like, where can we uh, find your inspirational uh, uh, daily uh, posts and and uh, updates? Yeah, sure. So best place is uh, if you go to mattmorris.com, just my name.com, mattmorris.com, you, uh, you can click over to my Facebook, uh, my YouTube. I have a couple hundred, um, maybe 300 by now, you know, training videos that I, I put up on YouTube, um, my Facebook uh, public page. I think we have, uh, I don't know, 160,000 uh, people on there. And I, I typically post a video on there once a day. So, um, you know, mattmorris.com, you can opt in and actually get uh, my free training videos. And then uh, for anyone who's in network marketing, I actually have created a five-day free video series on how to go from amateur to professional in network marketing. So I've had just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, positive testimonies about that. So, uh, so yeah, feel free, to, uh, feel free to opt in there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Matt. So, Matt, we always end the interviews with this one last question. And the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Man, that's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your parting advice. Yeah. uh, You know, I've got a favorite quote, and I would probably just end with, you know, my favorite quote. And uh, it's Theodore Roosevelt. 
He said, um, far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat.